Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Matthew. Oh, and Steve. How are you two gentlemen this evening? Oh, very well, thank uh, yeah. you. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Okay. That's good. Uh, I guess we're back on Netflix this week, aren't we? Yes, we, we certainly are, yes. Um, just on that topic, before we go any further, oh, sad yes. cinema news. Now, we did that um, bonus episode, didn't we? <laughs> I, can't, I can't go on without bringing it up, that um, bonus episode about um, trailers we were looking forward to. And uh, the big release for this year, No Time to Die, has now been delayed again until April next year, as opposed to November this year. How did that make you feel, Matt? I, I actually woke up to that news. I, I woke up to turn my alarm off, and I have a news feed on my phone, and it was at the top because it knows I searched for Bond a lot. So I, it actually ruined my morning. I was quite gutted. Yeah. Uh, Steve is delighting in the fact that I have to wait six more months or whatever it is to get to No Time to Die. Well, they've also delayed June now as well. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a shame. Anyway, yeah. that's the world we are currently living in. Well, yes, I guess films that aren't haven't been delayed are ones that exist on. Yeah, like like this one. Now, was this uh, before we announced this film? Yes. Was this intended to be in cinemas or was it a Netflix film? I can't say for certain. I did look at a little bit of the the, the distribution. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, I think it did get picked up by Netflix quite early on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. Th- I'm not sure if Corona. Uh, it probably played a part in like this distribu- in this release. Sure. Yeah, they've just gone, yeah, let's just throw it on Netflix. <laughs> and it's uh, worked out for them. I yeah. think it's worked out fine. It's, it, it's an interesting one for the argument of do we you know, wait for cinemas indefinitely? We don't know how long that could be um, before they can open properly. Or do we you know, enable things to be streamed online? This is definitely one that I didn't mind being able to stream online. I probably wouldn't have gone to the cinema to see it. So I think this was an opportunity to actually see it more easily, perhaps, Mm -hmm. for us casual viewers. Okay, well, given your excitement for it, what film are we talking about this week, Matthew? We are talking about Enola Holmes. Now, where to begin? My mother named me Enola, which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. And it was wonderful. She was my whole world. Which leads me on to the second thing you need to know. A week ago, I awoke. Mother? To find that my mother was missing. And she did not return. I'm presently on the way to collect my brothers, Mycroft and Sherlock. Yes, Sherlock Holmes. The famous detective, my genius brother. He will have all the answers. Enola. Where's your hat and your gloves? Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves. My God. A wild woman brought up a wild child. Who will make her acceptable for society? She seems intelligent. There are two paths you can take, Enola. Yours or the path others choose for you. It is time to find my mother. The game is afoot. Stay hidden from my brothers. I must become something unexpected. A lady. I'm Viscount Tewksbury. A useless boy. You have to help me. I'm not ready to die on a train. I'm not ready to die at all, and I was going to before I met you. Perhaps it's a world that needs changing. Come on. Unlike most well-bred ladies. I was never taught to embroider. I was taught to watch and listen. I was taught to fight. I'm coming to find you, Mother. 
how to embroider. Celebrity Hole by Garbage is a great song, <laughs> but I'm getting a little bit tired of if you've got a female-centric film, that that song must be associated with your film because it happened the same t- like happened with uh, Captain Marvel last year as well. Okay, sure. I, lo- I love the song. Okay, the okay, song. all right. But now, there's definitely a pattern emerging here. <laughs> a note to listeners that that song is in the trailer. Not that you're able oh, to listen yeah. to it just then because it had to be removed. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a fantastic song, but you're right. It does sort of become a film trope. That mm. I don't even know if it worked for this film. If I'm Now, the, the soundtrack for this film is actually um, terrific. Oh, I uh, disagree. Dan- Daniel Pemberton, I think. Daniel Pemberton, yeah. His name. I, I quite enjoyed his soundtrack. Uh, but this trailer suggests that this is going to be high school Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, is what it suggests to me. To me personally, yeah, we're we're sort of introduced to this world of crime solving and whatnot. Mm. And our character Millie Bobby Brown uh, from Stranger Things fame—that's I guess where she burst yeah. onto the scene. Her, she is the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Played by Henry Cavill. Without a CGI uh, lip? No. But he does kind of just look like Superman in a suit. It does. That, that was, I, I was taken out of the film several times by that. He's, he's a big lad and he doesn't, doesn't quite work for academic Sherlock Holmes. No, he doesn't. He's a, he's a good actor. He is a good actor. He just doesn't have that sleuth about him in this, no. does he? Feels like solving crimes by punching people is probably <laughs> his idea of doing that, rather than you know Robert Downey Jr. does. I think mm. a really cool Sherlock Holmes. He does, yeah. yeah, and obviously then um, Benedict Cabbage Patch as yeah. well also played a very good Sherlock Holmes. I haven't seen that TV series. It's very good. Okay, it's very maybe good. I will watch it. But okay, so back to this. In that trailer, we're introduced the idea that Anola is mm-hmm. a young girl. She's in Victorian England. Yeah. And she's not, area. she's not your normal London chick, <laughs> is she? Now, actually, is, is Millie an English actress? No. Yeah, yeah she is. Thought, is she? Yeah, she is. I was going to say, because her accent is really, yeah. really good in she's, this. She is, a, she is British born. Oh, I did not know. That. Was... In Stranger Things, she does a fantastic accent. I thought her accent, <laughs> this was terrible. That's why I like, you thought her accent was terrible. I, I was like, I can hear the American coming through. Oh, uh, well, I, I disagree with it, that. I it, thought... does, it does happen to actors where their natural yeah. accents tend to slip when they spend so much time doing a foreign I accent. I think it's happened to Tom Holland of Spider-Man fame as well. I think he was saying that he struggles to just speak without an American accent now. Because he's obviously English, who play Tom Holland from the Avengers. And you look like you are you okay, Alex? Are you having a stroke? Or no, 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 no. So I was just trying to think of other like Australian <laughs> actors who I know. Full McArdle. <laughs> she is British. Oh, ah. there you go. Ah, I, like, who, I did a who's, burrito, so. who, who's the guy who plays uh, in Rogue One? Ben Mendelsohn. Oh yeah, yeah. His Australian yeah. accent yeah. comes it, through, doesn't his it? His Australian accent sort of bleeds through. But then when you hear him in interviews, you hear his Australian accent, but it has these pangs of American in it. Mm. Um, Same with Carl Urban. I always thought he was a British act- actor, and then I heard him speak maybe two weeks ago, and it's 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 a really 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 pleasant Kiwi accent. Has he still got his Kiwi accent? He does. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I don't know if like someone like Nicole Kidman's. I feel like she's actually probably held on to her Australian accent quite well. It's quite a, a posh one. Anyway, Where, so this is this, this is a little by we're, we're, we're distracting. It? We're distracting yeah. ourselves a little bit from the film here. Uh, so Anola has uh, she is her mum has her mum's gone missing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So very very close to her mother. Um, her mum's raised her to sort of 
you know, engage her brain and look at clues very much as, you know, you can imagine Sherlock Holmes as, as well be having that kind of brain. And yes, yeah, she goes missing. And uh, that's really the catalyst of the story, isn't it? Yeah, and her two brothers rock up, mm-hmm. played mm. and Sherlock, played by Henry Cavill, and Mycroft is Mycroft. played by Sam Claflin. Claflin, Claflin, who I hadn't seen anything before. Yeah. He's actually quite good as Mycroft. He he does a good job of playing the guy you don't like, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Now you might have seen him. He was in that film with Amelia Clark, Me Before You, where he plays a completely paralyzed person who wants to end their lives. Oh wow. But in this, he plays very, very much like Mycroft. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this, he he really plays that. He's he's the mean guy in this. Yeah. He's not the antagonist, but he's the ah, uh, he's a meaner older brother. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a very much. You must do you know dress properly and do what society demands of all of us. You know, and conform and that kind of thing. He's he, re- much- he really pushes a narrative that a woman must be posh and well-spoken and yeah. educated and do and not speak out of line and such. That's right. That's One right. of the characters says that he's got a massive chip in his shoulder halfway through the film and I'm yeah. like, yeah, he's portraying that chip really, really <laughs> well. Okay. Well, I and of the two of them, I feel like he plays his character much better than Henry Cavill does as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I was actually quite excited. It was an interesting casting to have him as Sherlock Holmes. I thought, okay, cool, let's see. They must have done this for a reason and then you sort of see it and... I don't think he's phoning it in. Like, I think he wants to be there, but his performance is quite bland and he doesn't really do much Sherlock's homesing. I would have no. said underused. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think he got enough screen time to really flex his muscles, the ample muscles that he has. <laughs> well, I, th- I think, I'm just thinking about it now, they probably could have just done the film without him in it. Yeah. If they just had... Uh, Mycroft? Yeah, Mycroft. If they just had him in it as this guy who, you know, gives um, Enola the reason to leave and go to London and maybe run into her famous older brother, it would save it as a nice little surprise for yeah. the audience a at nice the end go, cameo. this person's Sherlock. How cool is that? And if it wasn't Henry Cavill, because I, I kind of feel like it's just Superman in a suit. Yeah. I think that sort of would detract from the story. The story is very focused in Enola, Enola finding herself. Um, and I feel like in, in, in the context of this film, Sherlock just basically shows up, all right? Yeah. I think if you had that really nice uh, surprise there, it would take away from the fact that this is Enola Holmes's film. This is about her trying to find herself, trying to be your own person. True. Which I, I, I did find by the end of it, like it, it is, a, is a film about her trying to find herself and by the end of, her, end of her story, she turns out just like a brother. Uh, yeah. No, I'd say she's, she's Sherlock with a pang of attitude. Yeah. I, she, I wouldn't she's say certainly she's... an independent. She doesn't become like him. She is certainly proven to be, you know, as smart and as savvy as him, but in a different sort of attack, I think, with her own flair, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you did mention focus before, Steve, and and I think this is the one thing that detracted from me is is we have our catalyst. Her, her mum goes missing, and we find out clues along the way um, as as to what she might be up to, where she may have gone, as you would expect from a film like this. But then about halfway through, this film just completely forgets that that is the main story point and gets distracted by this whole other subplot, which is does relate back to what's going on in a thematic sense in terms of society needing to move forward and the, the House of Lords are going to be voting for 
I forget exactly which is women's quite, rights. Women's rights is I'm yeah. sure no, that's women, what it was. women to vote. Mm-hmm. That's right. That sort of feeds into it. Just it loses focus. And I remember going, wait, what happened? What happened to the mum? And then twenty minutes later, it's like, oh yeah, and we're going to go and find her. It's, I don't know. It it kind of meanders about halfway through. I like how both of those stories sort of tie together in the end. Though. But when they you're do. seeing it, the f- they do. But when you're seeing it the first time, it feels very clunky. Oh yeah, and it, and I feel like it doesn't. It's not interesting enough for you to go. Yeah, let's go and do this for a bit. But I was just going. But what about your mum? Like you care so much about her. Why have you suddenly gone? I'm gonna go and do this for half an hour. It didn't make sense to me that she meets this this boy, yeah, who is having his own problems. And she decides to basically go and help him out, which is fine. But she does so so quickly and so readily and completely forgets what she's doing. She does. You can see the change in her character where she she sort of says to herself, and, and there's a lot of fourth wall here in this film yes. where she's talking directly to the camera, which I actually really liked as a nice sort of narrative storytelling. I liked technique. it. I think they possibly overused it a bit, but it was nice. But she she goes, oh, I, I'm... My advice is, my memories from my mother is, do not go and help this person. Do not get distracted. But the power of her character is that she has the empathy to do so. And it's a yeah. bit of a character change where she goes, okay, yep, I'm going to help this person. And the story, you know, rolls on from there. But you're right that we we lose this this fun mystery film. It, it sort of sets itself up as a a Sherlock mystery of sorts. We've got to untangle these clues. Yeah. And then that kind of stops after half an hour. There wasn't enough so, uh, sorry, clue solving and following mm-hmm. in this. It starts out that way, like in the bedroom when um, so when mum first goes missing and you know she's going around looking at flowers and there are little hidden notes and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm definitely in for a whole film of this. But then you're right, like, it does just stop. Yeah. And there's no more and then it's very thin on the ground after that, I think, until the end where suddenly there's a bit more to do. It becomes a bit of an action film, doesn't it? It does. It does. And again, I feel like they really liked what the Robert Downey Jr., as excellent as they are, tried to do by adding these action elements mm-hmm. and these adventure elements to those films. They sort of went, Oh, let's do some of that as well. I think there's a great sequence on a train in this film, which I think is quite good, but that's probably the only action scene you needed. You didn't need to start... Later on, they start having actual fistfights and stuff. And going, what, what's happening? What's going on here? And she's suddenly a master at, and taking on full-grown people. I don't know. I just Well, that, that is a dress showing that her mother has taught her yeah. all sorts of things. Now, we haven't mentioned the mother played by Helena Bonham Carter. E- excellently by Helena. I think she does, she does yeah, a great job. And she too breaks the fourth wall as well, like yeah. looking directly at the camera and stuff. She's um, and actually winking. very good in this. What I should say, though, at that point, before I really start um, sort of having a go at those elements, is that the, the target audience of this movie is it, it is a family movie. Yeah. This is a, a family movie for, for people, especially for, for kids probably about 10 years old to, to watch with their parents, I would suggest. From that point of view, everything that sort of happens in this movie, you go, yeah, I can understand the justification. This is a fun movie for kids. I still don't know whether I like it or not. That's, <laughs> and I've been pondering that for like the last 24 hours, and I'm just, I, I can't. There's some really, really good elements in it. Like some of the, the combat scenes are fantastic. I think Millie Bobby Brown is, is pretty charismatic. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, not absolutely. overly so. Um, She's the right temperament for yeah, this. Yeah, but uh, I'm sitting back and I'm like, why doesn't this gel for me? Like, why is this as a whole package not enough for me to like? 
Yeah, that's that's that is uh, you know what that is a very good way of putting it because I think for me there was just something not right about the Sherlock character and his motivations yeah. and like you know they talk about him being his character having no interest in her when she was younger and when he lived there and then all of a sudden he's like you know Most you jarring. should you should be nicer to her to her you know to his brother and well yes like, like we are definitely told that he doesn't care but from from Dot. He's the supportive one. Yeah. He, even like from the mm-hmm. first scene together, he's the one who sort of smirks at her attitude. Like you can tell that he likes her. Yeah. And it's like, so this whole thing of him not caring, like how, when, how did that factor in? Because clearly he did and he yeah, does. I just, I just wanted more out of him. He sort of, he just sort of wanders through scenes and sort of just is there. And it's like, well, what are you, what are you doing? I really didn't like the other male lead as well. I didn't think he. Oh, the young. Uh, the young boy, man, the young whatever man, whatever he is, yeah. the marquee, the mar- yes. marquee boy. Uh, I thought Millie Bobby Brown ran circles around him. Yeah, he definitely really... seemed a little lost. Yeah, but I, having said I that, think... this could be one of his first films. I, I mean, mean I, I feel like he did well with what he was given to do. Like yeah. I, I found him. He was he wasn't the focus of it. He was you know a sidekick to well you know a side character to her. She was the show in this. Oh, absolutely, and I think she absolutely nailed this. And in that case, like as a family film, it is great. Oh, absolutely. It's a fantastic family film. It doesn't offend too much. There are lots, there is action and adventure. I just feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be if it was action, adventure, problem solving, you know, Mm. that sort of thing. But then the problem that I've got with it as a family film, there's just one moment at the end was accented with genuinely, Mm. you know, gore, violence. And. I was like, that's really out of place for this film. It actually shocked me because I wasn't expecting it because I thought, yeah, well, there, there, are, there are fight scenes in this, but I didn't expect to see what we see in this yeah, movie. Yeah, well, and I was watching with my wife and, and that scene happened and we both like without, you know. <laughs> I, re- I recoiled. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh my. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Hand, it was a, hands on my face like, oh, yeah. geez. It was a bit of a shock. Well, it was a shock. So I don't know that I would want to show that to someone 12 and under, Mm. although that may be the target audience. I don't know. I suppose another issue I've got with it is that like, uh, some of the moments of discovery where she's trying to put pieces together aren't actually sort of based on... On, on clues or, or discovering evidence or anything like that. There's there's a there's a, a major part of the film where she begins to remember a certain event in her past, which is a catalyst for putting things together. And I'm like, this doesn't that's that's not the that's not the, the detective process that we sort of know and love with Sherlock. Yeah. Um it feels more like a um a, what do you call it? A Deus Ex machina? One of those. Uh, Deus Ex Machina, like yeah. Hand of God. Yeah. It's like, oh, now you remember all this and now it's going to put it together for, for right. you, you know? Yeah. Is that is that during the fight scene that you're thinking? I think it's just before that. Yeah, okay. What, is, what does yeah, she sorry. remember? Yes, yes. She sort of remembers what her mother's motivations are and so she remembers back to a meeting in the house with, with her mother's like comrades. Which I guess she shows as being... You know that that seems to be the thing that stands out to her as being an obscure event mm-hmm. in her life, living in that house. So this meeting of this secret meeting of women that she witnesses, and she remembers that and goes, "Well, hang on, that might be why she's disappeared." So I can understand that 
because it's shown to us before it's shown as a memory for her catalyst as yeah. well. I, I just, I, I suppose I don't like the methodology. I really, okay. I really rather the detective put together the clues from the scene of the crime rather than just uh, an ob- obscure memory that she's got. I wonder if they would, they really tried to work out what the balance would be of essentially just creating a female Sherlock Holmes film. Mm. Yeah, you because know, sometimes yeah. films can really struggle with the you know with that change of basically remaking something but it's with a female lead. Sure. It's sort of they, whether they're trying to find a way of making it stand out and be different rather than it just being a female lead. So maybe that's just how she tackles this as differently to a, you know Sherlock. Yeah, would. I suppose, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just as a detective, she she really hasn't sold me yet. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what we're going to get. We're going to get another film so. where she becomes a bit more detective-y. This is definitely an origin story film, I yeah. would say. Yeah. I wonder if it's a villain origin story. <laughs> oh, that could be. Oh, maybe, then you know Henry Cavill can use his laser eyes and <laughs> actually start doing something productive. And yeah, I just didn't. I did X-ray not vision find... would be really handy for Sherlock Holmes, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, you could see through all kinds of things. <laughs> that is that is a correct assumption there, man. <coughs> Thanks for your vision. Would help a detective. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you for uh, um, affirming my my statement. That's there. fine. Good. Good. We we agreed. It's it's like you say, Steve. A lot of the um, conjecture and guessing. I would have liked to have been a little more grounded. Like here's a thing that I found. Yeah. And put that together. Kind Methodical. of thing. Yeah. Um, but having said that, remembering the target audience and also remembering this film is also about the wonderful relationship that she has with her mum, I don't think I mind that it's a lot. All, all those memories are, f- are with her mum. So I don't mind that those are the ones that keep coming back to her. If they were just random memories with random people from across her life, it's like, uh, okay. But they're focused on that relationship. And, and so, I, I really like that relationship. Yeah, me too. Well. Yeah. I thought they really framed that nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I didn't want anything bad to have happened to the mum, definitely. It's like, I, I hope they find her kind of thing, you know. I would say Millie Bobby Brown has got some fantastic chemistry with a lot of the supporting cast in this film. Uh, obviously, we just we just mentioned Helena Bonham Carter mm. as a mother, but um, there's uh, a couple of scenes with Frances Della Tour as uh, the, what is the, the Marquis' grandmother. Oh, the they're, they're touring. Dowager. Yeah, the Dowager. They're touring the estate, and there's a lovely little conversation there about the, yeah, I like the that place scene. of uh, England and the the place of the monarchy. And mm. um, yeah, they both sort of bounce off each other quite well. I yeah. did like that scene. That was nice. There, I don't think there was any bits that I didn't believe. You know what I mean? Like between those characters, I thought it was just you know everything was there except I just felt Sherlock was just cold. Yeah, yeah. His character was just cold, and there wasn't there was nothing to. There's nothing huggable about his character, you know? I don't think you could get your arms around him anyway. I don't know that Sherlock Holmes is ever meant to be huggable, though. <laughs> to be fair. But, yeah. I mean, but sorry, I do take your point. But, just... but like, you know, you feel like you could you know, go up to Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock and go, hey, how you go? Yeah, <laughs> give a little rub on the head. Like, ah, yeah, rah, rah. Okay, sure. Whereas you see Cavill's Sherlock and you're like, hello. <laughs> Cavill's Sherlock is entirely too sober and not filled enough with opium. <laughs> Yeah, it is, um, I, I, it's been a while since I've read. I've read the first few Sherlock Holmes books, and I don't know when he starts taking up opium. I don't know if they've just chosen because this is a kids' film to ignore it. I think in one um, of the one of the first stories, I don't know if he's in the opium den on purpose, but he's definitely down there, like sort of uh, staking out a, a suspect. Yeah, sure. 
Right. He mm. does, and he definitely doesn't feel like he's a, a stranger to the opium, opium dem, dem, dem <laughs> there as well. No. I'm talking about um, his presence though in this movie. It is nice that this is Sherlock Holmes before he's met Watson. So we didn't. Oh, ha- is it? It is because he doesn't meet Watson uh, for a while. I think after this is set. I was I wondering where he was. But that's that's the whole point. Is the fact that they've said it. It's a young Sherlock Holmes. He hasn't met him yet. You don't, as an audience member, go. Well, clearly you were, Steve. But I wasn't going. I'm. I can't wait to see Watson at some point. I know. I know he's not going to be in this because they haven't met yet. I thought Watson was going to be a, a third act surprise. You know, Millie Bobby Brown is is down on her luck, and then someone comes to help her out. And who's that? Someone? Oh, it's John Watson. Watson's coming, and he's the one that he's abducted her mum and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, there you go. No, that'd be rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, visually and soundly, like it's. Everything. I love the way this looks. I think I think it looks fantastic. I don't know if you guys noticed a glaring VFX error in it, though. That some of the the especially when they're in London, there are some CGI. Shall we say very tacky CGI uh, <laughs> landscapes? Yeah. There is. There's a scene where she's describing saving a sheep from a cliff. And I had to pause, rewind about three times ago. Did I actually just see that? But you can sort of see the cliff in the foreground and the countryside in the background. But on the foreground, if you look, there's like a rock pool of rocks and water and stuff. And there's obviously a rock graphics element that is not stuck in place properly. <laughs> oh, no. And it's moving and shifting and changing size. I had And I was that. just like, this is a, a major release. Like that kind yeah. of thing. That's like class, that's like week one of motion graphics school of not making that sort of mistake yeah right <laughs> i know it's small it's inconsequential but i was just like what i'm gonna have to yeah. watch it again now i hadn't spotted that it's gonna ruin yeah. it for me isn't it it's like, the, like the tree in justice league that one that grows at the end i was gonna it, say it the, genuinely felt like that yeah. yeah i was gonna say the some of the uh scenes of the train were a little less polished than i would have hoped as well especially like ex- outside establishing i was i was pretty like i know what you mean but by then i was like the world building in this is quite nice yeah. like i wasn't too distracted yeah. by like, that the train think... didn't bother me too much but yes yeah, definitely some of those wide shots of london <laughs> and even when they're walking around london the cgi backdrops are going ah oh, that doesn't look fantastic but i mean you know they probably didn't have a huge budget for this i would imagine i think i, I feel like people really yeah. enjoyed probably making this yeah you no know, there was a lot of good fun had yeah in this journey like Helena Bonham Carter as the mum, I think she really enjoys this role. All those mm-hmm. side roles are really engaged and enjoying the film. Um, and yeah, I thought it was it was it was quite nice. I don't know if it's a negative or a positive, but it did the look and feel of the film really did sort of harken to to um, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock films. I yeah. would disagree with that. It's a little bit more cleaner, but it's still got the grungy sort of... Uh, I don't think it was nearly grungy enough for it to be the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. I mean, the colour palette does change when they get to London quite significantly, but I don't think it was ever in Guy Ritchie territory personally. I don't don't think Guy Ritchie's directing the third Sherlock film either. What? Oh, well, I'm not going to watch it then, am I? (laughs) Are they making another one? I think so. It might have been on the cast, but I don't know if Guy Ritchie was involved. Robert Downey Jr. has been talking about making it its own cinematic universe. Ugh. Run by he and his wife. So just because you know he can't do Iron Man anymore. Yeah. No, no, I, I shouldn't be cynical. I actually love his Sherlock Holmes. I think it's great. So I'd yeah. love to see more of him and Jude Law play Watson. I was going to say, I think he yeah. and Jude Law just hang like hanging out together. That would be great. It's yeah. like all the Adam Sandler films, like where he just creates films <laughs> so he can go on holidays with his mates. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, good work if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think I would, I would watch a sequel to this film. Yeah, I would. I would too. I would not. No, you're not not sold on it. 
I, I, I would say let it sit with me for another two months or so and see how I feel then. Like at the moment, I'm, I'm still in this nebulous phase where I'm like, I, I really still don't know whether I like the film. Yeah, okay. And I think if I was younger, if I was a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, I probably would have really liked this film as a kid. I think it would be, you know, one of the, it's, a, it's, it's got a bit of a Harry Potter element to it. You know, it sort of, it does kind of work on that level to a certain degree. So I think, uh, yeah, for, for kids, I think it's a great film. I enjoy, as an adult, I enjoyed it because I like Sherlock Holmes, but it, again, it did lose focus for me. I think it was probably about half an hour too long as well. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Yeah. Like two hours long. I don't know. I feel like kill the elocution school. That's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. Don't, don't bother with that. You don't need it. Mm. You know, this is this is her journey trying to find her mum. We don't need to be reminded. Well, I don't feel like we need to be reminded of, you know, what, you know, going through all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. It just wasn't necessary to the plot. Technically, that was like the character's low point, but I feel like you could have done that a lot more concisely because yeah, that, that okay. was probably yeah, 15 that. to 20 minutes worth of runtime there. Yeah, and you could I, have done that. I like... thought that, that low point came really suddenly. So I, uh, this might be a bit of a spoiler, but um, when she's in the coach with Mycroft no it's not a spoiler now that I think about it but when she's in the coach with Mycroft and he snaps at her because she keeps acting up and she goes from the line before is from memory a fairly kind of witty I'm going to do what I mm-hmm. want kind of thing he yells something which is basically just stop acting up, acting up you'll do as you're told and as she goes from that mindset to bawling her eyes out. I, I, I agree. I it was agree. really weird. That was, it took me right out of it. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't feel like the character. It, it, it what didn't feel like the character, it felt unearned and just forced. Like they, it's like, we need her to cry at some point. Mycroft Holmes is definitely not the most imposing figure. figure. No, he's not. Like, he's not he, intimidating. I mean, no, he isn't. And I just, I just thought that was just the writers going, we're going to have a really emotional bit with sad music where she cries because she's been broken down. It's like, no, but she hasn't been. She's been standing up to this guy the entire movie. And then he yells at her once and suddenly she decides, you know what, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to cry and not fend for myself anymore. It was very odd, very odd writing. Is is Sherlock, I guess, them having a dead father canon to this? Or was Ooh. it just part of this story that uh, their dad's dead when, you know, died when they were young? I can't remember his um, parentage from the books. Okay. I just um, I just wonder if that was just, seems to be a thing in I'm older sure films. Uh, the males die early. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone yelling at their phone right now going, no, with the correct answer. Sorry, we don't know. I just wonder if they would have been able to find a low point for the character easier than what they yeah. used for it. You mm. know what I mean? I th- if if Sherlock yelled at her, having been supportive of her the entire time, that would have justified having the change. Yeah. If he snapped to her, she, that would have yeah, made have sense. But Mycroft yeah. yelling at her, he's done that throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It, it yeah. was just weird. But yeah, maybe that, and that would have given Sherlock something to do. If he, if he had a moment where he snapped to her and then obviously instantly regretted it, as I'm sure he would, that would have given them, him more to do and their characters perhaps would have had a better kind of relationship and that would have and it would have helped to build their relationship as well rather than just being a supportive character like they reach that point together where they are forced apart yeah exactly and and, they realize and they find a common a common ground in finding their mother because they're both missing their mother we just made a much better movie (laughs) he said arrogantly (laughs) i did i did notice that this film did everything it could to make sure that sherlock didn't save enola yeah. To en- and ensure that this is a film uh, about uh, Enola being her own person. Yeah, absolutely. I-, I was fine with that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, 
it, it felt like it was doing everything it could to do that, though. Well, one of my favourite moments in this film is where Sherlock does solve something and goes to Lestrade, the um, now inseparable police, what is he, commissioner, whatever he is, policeman, who always is um, sort of following in Sherlock's mm-hmm. shadow. And um, Sherlock comes in and goes, oh, I've solved this, that and the other. And Lestrade's just sort of going, oh, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, but your sister's already been here and she's already solved it. And my favourite moment is when Sherlock's like walking away and he goes, ah, yeah, I'm really proud of her. You know, and he just sort of lets out a little laugh. It's like, that was a cool moment. Yeah. But it's probably the most Sherlock that Henry Cavill gets in the entire movie. Yeah. Where he's, he act, I feel like, oh, that, that was a Sherlock Holmes moment right there. Yeah. I, I, I'm, now that I think about it, mate, maybe he's just, you know, he's not, he hasn't developed that Sherlockiness about him yet. He's still sort Maybe of very fresh. He is quite a, he's deliberately a young Sherlock Holmes but before already, a lot of his experience. But he's already kind of famous by this point as yeah, well. Like they make true. a good point of him mm-hmm. being well known, you know, the, the bourgeois of London sure. know who he is. And his name is used to get into places. Too. That is true. So, you know, you feel like someone with that background should be more charismatic. Definitely underdone. Maybe they mm. could have CG'd some charisma onto him. <laughs> he's uh, got plenty of charisma in The Witcher. <laughs> and and in well, But that's the thing. He's actually really he yeah. is. He's a good actor. He's but really I think good in Fallout. Maybe he was he, wait, he's in Fallout? Yeah. Remember yeah. you mentioned that he was in Mission, Fallout oh, when he was, I, saw, I thought you meant the video game. No, yeah, yeah Mission uh, Impossible. Yeah. Um he's yeah. In, he's great in that, yeah. Where he recharges um, his arms. Exactly. He reloads his arms. It's fantastic. Um anyway, I don't think it was just maybe the lack of direction maybe i think the script let him down in a few places but just wasn't quite wasn't quite there it's not meant to be his movie like i get that we should do episodes purely on we fix films <laughs> uh, we should do we oh i think i'm just thinking of all the films that we could we could fix batman fix. v superman for once that film is perfect it doesn't need anything cha- well the only well the only thing they needed to change was to make it longer and they've done that so they fixed it themselves i would take a while on the last jedi that's for sure Last Jedi is also an excellent movie. It's really good. There are, look, there are, we're not, we're not going to do this now. We're not, <laughs> I, I, I refuse to be dragged into your petty discussions. On the plus side, there will be a, uh, a Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes film in 2021, directed by the same director that did uh, Rocket Man. Oh, terrific. Well, that's mm-hmm. good news. Yeah. Well, it's Guy Ritchie, but it's not Guy Ritchie. Oh, but I, I can't remember that guy's name, but whoever directed Rocket Man did an excellent job of it. Okay. His name is Dexter <laughs> Alex Fletcher. Alex, so we're just going to move on from that. That's great, Matthew. Thank you. <laughs> Let's give this thing a rating. Okie dokie. Five out of, out of, out of five, what's, what, what, what do you want to... Uh, viol, viol, violins? Victorian wigs. Flowers. Oh, actually, flowers work. Oh, mm. Book yeah. flowers. Book flowers. Uh... Policeman hats. <laughs> Obscure forms of transport, like the steam car in this. Yes. Colonial prisoners. <laughs> Colonial prisoners. Yeah, like Australia. Um, uh, you have or to... not. Sticks of dynamite. I like your idea, though, of the, the steam-powered car. The, the, the very... automobile. Yeah, that was a really yeah. groovy little automobile device that was. How many steam cars... Out of five, you're I'll go first this? tonight. Yeah. Okay, oh, please, okay, I never go first. I'm just going to give it two two point five. Yep, because it is literally it is really middle of the road sort of stuff. <laughs> I thought that was what you were going to say for a moment. Um, yeah, Sherlock is really either underused or it, yeah, it didn't really 
need to be a Sherlock Holmes film. It didn't need to have the Enola home. It didn't need to have the family name there. It was, it was pretty, like, just as a detective movie, it, it was pretty okay, satisfactory. Um, she's definitely not as good of a detective as Sherlock is, though. Um, I didn't really like the music. I thought that was pretty meh. Um, and, yeah, I, I just really, really meh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. 2.5. 2.5. Okay. I I'm going to go 3.5 because I think it was a kids film made as a kids film for kids and I think kids will enjoy it. You know, did you enjoy it, Alex? I I enjoyed it more than I disliked it. And I think I just went along for the ride. I didn't have to think about it too much. And it it was exactly that. Like it wasn't particularly confronting in any way. It had a few moments of like, oh, that was clever. Oh, that was cool. Like I like that. I think I would have preferred maybe if Enola was Sherlock's great-granddaughter or granddaughter or something like that and had to learn all these things from a very aged and – old Sherlock to try and find her mum and because he's obviously has the motivation to find his daughter then. You they know? could have got Ian McKellen back. And that would have been cool, yeah. you know. But, and that's where it kind of, I just didn't, to be honest, I just didn't really like Cavill's take on the character and that might not have been his fault. But that's just how I felt about it. But in terms of the action and the adventure and all that, it really, like, that was great. It really was. It was good fun. Yeah. It's all wrapped together nicely. It's not a blow me away film i'm not totally like oh my god i'm gonna watch this again but i am interested in the universe that they're creating and i would you know be happy to watch something else that came in that installment so three and a half steam cars yeah i think i would agree with a lot of that the only thing i'll I'll add um before i give my rating is is i love the tone other than that one moment of of extreme violence at the end (laughs) which is weird the tone, like I said, it's it's got that kind of Harry Potter feel, which was which is nice. Um, that was really cool. Um, look, I, I like you, Alex. I really enjoyed it. Um, I got a bit bored halfway through, but mm-hmm. then it does pick up again at the end. So I'm I would recommend it to people, and I, I'm going to give it a three. All right, so a two and a half, a three and a half, seven plus wait, <laughs> six plus three. That's nine. We counted the dead. We did, we did the counting with the thing. How good is that? Yay. Well, yeah, there you go. Nine out of 15. Yeah. It's very middle of the road, isn't it? It's, yeah. But it's not. I think for this film, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like This film is not going to change the world, despite the fact that the characters in the film are trying to change the world. It's just a nice little, uh, uh, nice little adventure film. Yeah, it has a little message in there about the changing world and equality and all that stuff, and that was yeah, great. Absolutely. But, yeah, there you go. Well, Matthew, would you like to do the intro, uh, outro? I, I could do the intro if we had but time. Um, no, uh, yes, well, well, thank you everyone for listening to the Trailer Island podcast this week. Um, I've been Matthew. I've been joined by... Alex. And uh, I'm Sherlock Steve. Wonderful. Um, you can find us on all the social media uh, places. Um, or you can find us on our website as well. Um, I, I, do I have to list all the socials? Is that how we do yeah, this? Yeah, you have to list so, everyone. We've got, yeah. we've got the Twitter. We've got the Facebook um, we got the YouTubes. Um, <laughs> where, where else are we? Um, Insta. Insta. Uh, find us on Spotify, on Apple mm-hmm. Music, wherever you get your podcast. Basically, we're 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 readily available for all you lovely people. Um, and uh, always don't, don't always send us requests. We like hearing from you people. I'm doing well here. Um, any requests you may have, please send them through, and uh, we'll be happily happily look at them. 
Good job. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> We've <Butt> been time. <laughs> Do you want to say good night? I good night, everyone. Have have a lovely time. Cheerio. <laughs> good night, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>